David Harris, who died on February 6th, 2023, was something of a mentor of mine, though we never actually ever spoke to one another. In the late 60s, Harris was the leader of the resistance, a movement that opposed the war in Vietnam and urged young men to refuse induction into the armed forces. In the fall of 1967, I was a 20-year-old junior at Sonoma State College, a small college with just 1,500 students, about 55 miles north of San Francisco. I was opposed to the war, but up to that point, I had never participated in an anti-war rally. David Harris came to Sonoma State on October 10th of that year. He was soft-spoken, earnest, straightforward about the need to resist, to refuse to participate on any level, and he was convincing. Harris was not a draft dodger. He was not hiding or heading to Canada. Not that I fault anyone for doing either, but Harris, he was in plain sight, telling them no, and essentially saying, come and get me. And they did. He urged us to go to San Francisco on October 16th to rally in front of the federal building and to turn in our draft cards. He challenged us to give up our student deferments, to refuse to participate in the war machine. I took up that challenge, and I never looked back. Three days after Harris spoke on October 13th, I typed a letter to my San Mateo draft board telling them I was going to send them my draft card. Reading it today, after not looking at it for really several years, I confess to a certain amount of pride that I was at least progressive enough at that stage in my life to understand the racist nature of the draft and to condemn it and to recognize that many white middle-class kids like me could easily escape from the war by going to college. I hitchhiked down to San Mateo to sit down with my parents and tell them what I was going to do, that I was going to turn in my draft card. It would be an understatement <laughs> to say that they were not happy to hear this. On October 16th, I hopped into a beat-up van with three or four other students. I don't remember any of their names today. And we drove down to San Francisco for a 1 p.m. rally at the Federal Building. There were the usual anti-war speakers, and then a basket was passed overhead through the crowd. When it came to me, I dropped my draft card into it. My hand was shaking when I dropped my card into that basket because I was afraid of what might happen next. People were going to jail for doing what I had just done. I hadn't just burned my card, and no offense to those who did burn their cards, but if you burnt your card and you didn't say anything to the Selective Service, they'd never know it, and you could keep your student deferment. I'd turned in my card, and I assumed it would reach the desk of someone at the Selective Service system. I assumed there would be repercussions, that I would be charged, sentenced, maybe jailed. 
unfortunately, none of that happened. I was one of so many resistors in the Bay Area at that time that I think the Selective Service ultimately just decided we were just way too much trouble, not fit for duty. Still, many, like David Harris, did go to jail. I waged a war of words with the Selective Service for the next five years. My politics shifted farther left. Official letters were met with yippee-like responses. A visit with two stern FBI agents provided some laughs once I managed to get the hell out of their office. David Harris probably would not have condoned all of my antics, but I did find joy in resistance. I ignored demands to go to the Oakland Induction Center and showed up high one time and they kicked me out. In late 1971, I decided to just get it over with. Stone sober, I was prepared to simply refuse and face the music. Imagine my surprise when an army optometrist gave me an eye exam and said, they're not going to take you. True enough, on February 3rd, 1972, I received a letter telling me I was 4F, unfit for military duty. Not news to me, something I'd been telling them for almost five years. But I admit, it was not a classification I was going to refuse at that stage. My decision to follow David Harris into the resistance was kind of like the first step in a long journey, and I'm deeply grateful that he challenged me to resist authority, and he pushed me down that road, and I've never regretted it. This is Michael Funky for the Radical Songbook.